Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from the Smut Studio in Venice Beach, California, with my co-host, Joey No Chill Prano. Hello, Andrew. What's going on? I see you eyeing the screen tonight. Well, I was just seeing, I was trying to take a look at uh, our stream for a second, but I guess you paused it or something, so it's frozen. I was trying to see. Oh, I'm an idiot. Let uh, me refresh that. Something in particular. All right. Good to go. You, Your phone, the minute we go live. I know. The and I know we go and I live. know this number, but I don't, and I recognize it, but I don't know who it's from right now, and I can't answer because we literally just started the show. I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna have a new rule for you. I forgot to tell you. Shut off my phone. I think your phone's gonna have to go in my silverware drawer. See, because you're, because you're looking at it. Yeah. Well, now it's off. I mean, it's not off, but I, now I know who that is, so it's all good. But it's not off. No, it's not off. Don't worry about it. Focus. I'm focused. Focused, no chill. I'm focused. You're focused on this amazing mustache. Yeah, we did a whole pre-show on the mustache. Yeah, and, and if I'm trying not to focus. If you're not subscribed on YouTube, you get seven extra minutes of content about the mustache. Yeah. Which I'm embracing. Fully embracing. I love that Gorbos thing. Was it Gorbos you said? Yeah. I love that 5%. Yeah. If you want to know what we're talking about, go to the pre-show on YouTube. I am seeing a lady uh, Friday... And I had very specific instructions about that, as in do not shave, like in caps, do not shave the mustache. Wait, what? who, I need an explanation on just like, like I don't, I, we, we've hung out before a couple times. Okay, you've hung out before a couple times. And I sent her a picture of the mustache, and I was given- sh- When's the last time you guys hung out? A couple weeks ago, actually. Okay. I was given strict instructions. Do not, I know this person? You do not. So, wow, I want to know so much because I want to know. I want you know, as a guy who rocks a mustache regularly, I want to. I want a breakdown of who was so passionate about it. Is it an older lady? I don't actually know her age. Yet. I think she's around my age or a couple years older. Okay, but I have not met her. You've not met her. Okay, you're very curious. I can tell. Yeah, I am. But okay, well. That's she, great. So then you're all set. She was a big fan of the beard. Yeah. And now she's also a big fan of the mustache. What I've learned is women, they draw a line in the sand. I, I feel like women aren't so-so on facial hair. It's, it's like Hillary Clinton. Well, not... Yeah. It, it, it's polarizing. Sure. You either love Hillary Clinton or you hate Hillary Clinton. So you either like facial hair or you hate it. I don't see many women who are like, oh, it's okay. Uh, I mean, but then, uh, then again, every facial like I know girls who like the beard and hate the mustache. Okay, I gotcha. But it sounds like this girl's just all in. She's all in. Again, we've talked about it. like there's something I I haven't put my finger on it yet. There's something about your mustache that's very polarizing. So the fact that she saw a picture and she liked it, you're all good. Yeah, my mustache is creepy as hell. Yeah. yeah. I thought of you when I Facetime. Maybe her. Maybe her dad was an Arkansas state trooper back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to put on my Lieutenant Dangle outfit when the rain ends. Yeah. Do a little photo shoot. When the rain ends? Yeah. It's raining nonstop. Oh, oh, because you're going to do an outdoor photo shoot. Oh, yeah. I want to do one by the pool. Got it. You know, 
The pool sheriff. Sheriff Denty reporting for duty. Lots of stuff to get to, though, Prano. I'm excited. I told you even before the pre-show, I'm still not sure who I want to pick. In either game. I kind of know. Yeah. I'll be honest. But we'll get to our NFL picks later in the episode. Because mm-hmm. that's that's going to be the... And that'll be when I'm not swearing. So just yes. Remind me of that. This before. is the final episode that you can't swear. Uh, no, that's actually not true. One more, right? This it would, be, it would be the Super Bowl preview episode. Yeah. Preview episode. So next week I get a free pass. Do you? Yeah, because it was when we're picking games for the NFL playoffs. Look, not swearing for four consecutive shows in in just a specific portion of the show. It's not easy. It's a very dangerous game to play. I agree. I'll, I'll give you that. It's a very dangerous game. Guys, Although if-, if it ends up being like Patriots, Saints, I'd be like, fuck it. I don't even care if I watch the Super Bowl. Like that's the that's the least interesting matchup, don't you think? No, I disagree. Really? That that's what I was gonna get to when we get to our NFL discussion. We'll we'll do which of the matchups we, rank we, them for we should interest. I didn't think about that. We should, but also the NFL, I was telling somebody this the other day, they are very fortunate with the final four teams. I agree. Because you have the young guns or the old guns. Oh, yeah, I mean both I think it's twenty three and twenty four and 40 and 41, right? Yeah. So you, you have the future of the NFL and basically people finishing their prime. Yeah. So you could have the two... We'll, we'll get to that we'll towards to the that. end. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, give give Prano some love. Give Prano a like on YouTube for not swearing because I'm actually impressed. Give the man some love if you're currently live on YouTube. Yeah, I mean, I've only made it through two weeks so far. Right? Still. So. It's pretty impressive. Two more to go. We're only half... Whoa, whoa. We're halfway there. We are. Now, you wanted to bring up some NBA MVP talk. I said Tug and I did discuss it when he was on the show. But even since Tug was on the show, things have changed. Look, I did a uh, NBA unofficial tip-off episode with Chris Wilde. And James Harden was not in my not in my MVP conversation. Basically, my MVP conversation at the time was... Uh, Kawhi, uh, the freak, and um, LeBron. Yeah. LeBron since been hurt. And Harden has since come out of no, like, I mean, I don't want to say come out of nowhere. He's the reigning MVP. But he is on, he's truly on a streak of games that's never been done before. When you when you look at his scoring yeah, plus his assists, Plus his shooting percentage, especially from three. And the reason I brought it up is because I remembered during, while I was in, I think it was while I was in Papa Springs and Tug was here, um, that the question was, is Harden the MVP now? And at the time I was like, he's playing really well, but I don't think he's leapfrogged. I think at the time even uh, LeBron had gone out, the Lakers had been struggling a little bit. Um I was like, maybe he's jumped LeBron, but I don't think he's jumped what Kawhi, how, you know, Toronto was the one seed last year, but I think it's just a totally different team with Kawhi. And then, of course, Giannis. And now, it's not, now he's, now there, there is no MVP conversation right now that doesn't start with James Harden. Well, you know what he's doing, though, which I find kind of fascinating? He's doing it quietly. 
No, no. Hold on. Media-wise, this is kind of what I find right. interesting. He's having an insane... We're talking historic run. Just so everybody knows. If you look at the numbers, James Harden's having a historic run. But do you agree with me? It's kind of flying under the radar. Yeah, because it's still Houston. And I think because he was the MVP last year and because they pay, play such a you know Mike D'Antoni brand of basketball, they play the Mike D'Antoni brand of basketball. And But what shouldn't be under the radar is Chris Paul is out, and now Capella is going to be out. They're talking about six weeks. If Harden keeps it up to anywhere, you know, to two-thirds of what he's doing, you know, if he's scoring high, you know, if he's scoring high 20s, low 30s, averaging over 10 assists a game, and they're winning at the clip that they're winning now without those guys... I mean, back-to-back MVPs. The second time D'Antoni will have delivered back-to-back MVPs to somebody. Um, Right now, there is not a conversation. I know. And and by the way, you can attack me as a D'Antoni slurper or whatever, but but go back and listen to the episode with Chris Wilde. I did not mention James Harden, and now I am telling you, it's almost like you don't have to mention anybody else right now. Yeah. Now, you said before the show started how things change just over the course of two weeks, and you're absolutely right. And James Harden could you know, go cold without Capella, and he could get hurt and whatever. But even if you dial it back, he's in sixth gear right now. Even, sure. if, he, even if he plays the rest of the season in fourth gear, he's the MVP. Well, not only is he playing great, but you have to say, LeBron's been gone how many games? Mm-hmm. Like, LeBron, the LeBron MVP discussion is no more because of his injuries. Plain right. and simple. Right. You, you can't miss that many games in a season to be the MVP. And? Even though, he, the irony is, you can't be the MVP even though LeBron missing is showing. Is proving that he has the most value. Exactly. True. Look, LeBron's only been out what? How many games did he miss? 12? I think 12. 12 or 13. Do, so we know, get, do we know the status, by the way? Uh, mixed reports. Mixed reports. Some people saying he could be back very soon. Some people saying, like, low-key he could miss the rest of the year. Mixed, very mixed bag of reports. They've gone mom on this. Yeah. Um, look, if LeBron comes back and plays, you know, 67 games in a season... 65 games in a season and the Lakers are teetering on being out of the playoffs right now. They're currently as of the start of today in eighth. Correct. If they finish as the four seed or the three seed, well then we can have, we can have a conversation about LeBron, but LeBron's not back yet and he's not catching Harden if Harden keeps doing what he's doing. So we'll get there. But first things first for LeBron, I don't think he's worried about the MVP award as much as he's worried about getting back before it's too late for this Lakers team. I want to hop into the comment section on YouTube because I think this is a great comment by our boy Benangi. Is this the first of a string of injuries to plague the end of LeBron's career? I think that is legitimately a great question because LeBron's ne- LeBron has never missed the amount of time he's already missed this year, ever. Right. Is this, what, his 15th year? Yeah. 
So he's never missed this amount of time. And we all know for athletes, once you start catching that injury bug, especially guys who played at such a high level like him. Well, I think LeBron, without a doubt, is going to get injured at a more frequent clip going forward than he has in the past. That's just that's just human nature. Yeah, that's just time. That's just your body and being old and whatever. The the real answer to this question is is Le, has LeBron missed this many games already and the status of his return uncertain because he doesn't want to be re-injured as opposed to a younger LeBron, who's always been and will forever be a physical freak of nature, is his injury right now something that perhaps in the past he's only taken six games off for and then played through the rest of the season and it went under the radar? LeBron's been criti- criticized for being a bitch and being soft and whatever, but like I think LeBron's had a lot of quote-unquote major injuries in his career and found a way to make it to the offseason with those injuries and did LeBron things, which is basically be superhuman. Now the question is at 34, is he? Um, you know what he needs? Can I hop in here? 33. How old's LeBron now? He's uh, 33. He's three years younger than me. I know. Okay. So you don't know your age is that your age? I'm 37. So okay. he's 34 or right. he'll be 34. Right. This is what LeBron needs. He needs two things in his life. Two things that changed my life. I know he's spending millions to keep his body in tip-top shape, but LeBron, two cheap remedies that might change your life. One, Dr. John Sarno, healing back pain. Two, float lab. (laughs) Boom, fixed it. I mean, I think, first of all, I think LeBron's got all of the bells and whistles. He probably sleeps in a hyperbaric chamber and fucking... Does flow like I'm sure. I'm sure if they think any of that stuff will reduce his injury, that he's doing it. As far as Sarno, I feel like LeBron's mentally kind of strong. Yeah. Um, I mean, you tear your groin, you could be, you could be, you could have Doctor Fucking Einstein's groin medication, and it ain't gonna work. You know what I mean? I, I, I wonder. I, I'd be interested to find out and see what happens to LeBron. Like, what'll be interesting is when LeBron comes back and then if if LeBron misses games this season, that'll tell you everything uh, going forward. Bef- or if he's, if he's like, hey, all we have to... I'm just going to stay out as long as I possibly can where, where, where the teams... Where the wheels don't yeah. come off. Where we're not seven games out of the playoffs. Sure. Because I want to make sure I don't re-injure this. And who cares if we're the eight seed? We're, at some point, we have to beat the Warriors if we want to be in the finals, right? Yeah. Well, I want to say something before we discuss the Warriors and what they did to the Rockets last night. I want to say one last thing about the Lakers. They are so boring to watch without LeBron. They are. They were boring last year. They were boring the year before. I have access to all the Lakers games. They're always on, whether it's background noise or whatever. They're not fun to watch. They're not. You know who I... Basically, Kuzma. I like Kuzma. I think those. I think Lonzo. Dude, I'm gonna just keep doubling down on Ingram. You're hot trash, Lonzo Ball. You're not good. I I know. I get it. These guys are in their second and third years, but 
I don't see the projection with them. I just don't. That's my basic opinion. You know, I could be completely wrong, but I just, I don't see it. I mean, Lonzo was the second overall pick. I think Ingram was like fourth or something like that. Yeah. Third or fourth. Third. So I get that they are not where, you know, like a guy like Luca is at 19 as well. But Luca was also playing, you know, professional basketball in the second best league in the world before this. Anyway, the point is neither of them will ever be Luca, and he was a sure thing. So it's really living up to their sort of their draft status at this point. I don't think that it's uh, absurd to think that, you know, Lonzo and Ingram are guys that start on a championship team, but it's really not, it's really not a matter of like, I don't think Lonzo's your second guy on a championship team. But that's my point. I'd agree with that assessment. It's not crazy for them to start on a championship team, but they're not going to be the guy or the second guy. Right. Do you want to talk about the Warriors dismantling of the Nuggets last night? I mean, it wasn't, there's not a whole lot to talk about except for the fact that, first of all, they scored more points than any team, I believe, ever has scored in a quarter, correct? Yeah, it was some insane amount. I think it was 51. <laughs> um, yeah, they went off in the first quarter. It was in Denver. Uh, they went into Denver. They boat raced Denver. The true, the true definition of a boat race. They got out to a fast start, and there was no catching them because I feel like they, they felt like they had something to prove there. That everybody's high on this Nuggets team. I'm high on this Nuggets team. I, I'm high on this Nuggets team because I think they're ahead of where they should be, and that they have a. Uh, an incredible future if they can find a way to like keep all those guys together and add somebody. Um, but a lot of people have been giving them a lot of love and the Warriors are like, we're going to come in and show you what the fuck is up. Now the what's we have to talk about with this Warriors team is they did that on a Tuesday and they, they get they, boogie back. Yeah. They play tonight. They play the Pelicans tonight. Right. But I'm saying they did that on, on this week on Tuesday, they get boogie back Friday. It's wild. Like you, they, you, for, you forget that they have DeMarcus Cousins. Yeah. Now, is there any chance of the team chemistry being kind of fucked up? Yeah, but probably not long term. That's the thing about the Warriors right now is they don't give a shit. I don't think I think that they would love to be the one seed, but I don't think it's all that important to them. They just know that they have to be ready come playoff time. They weren't the one seed last year. So they just know they have to be ready come playoff time that everything's working together. So they're not going to limit Boogie's minutes coming back. I think they'll limit his minutes coming back because he's coming back off of injury. But I don't think they're going to be like, oh, he's messing with the chemistry. I think, if anything, they'll probably try to play him as much as they possibly can because they want to work through that as fast as possible. It's just absurd, though. Like, if he's... Again, coming off of injury, if he's 80% of what he was being added to a Warriors team that currently is, you know, working, I mean, what, you know, who beats them? No one. No one's going to beat the Warriors. It didn't, like, you could have told me this the end of last season. You could have told me this in the offseason. But let's not forget that they, they were as close to being beaten last year as you can get without actually being beaten they they played game seven in the western conference finals 
and the Rockets lost Chris Paul at the end of game six. Like, I know, but I that's as and, and they missed 33s. You can say that, but it is a little bit disrespectful to that Rockets team to act like no one was ever beating them last year. I felt no one was beating them. I feel this year no one is beating the Warriors. Just no one. They're just they're too good. That's without DeMarcus, DeMarcus Cousins. Right. I understand that's without DeMarcus Cousins, but that, I guess, is the difference between no one's beating them at, like, Add Boogie, right? Well, and hold on. Add Boogie. What if what if Clay gets a LeBron groin injury? Then somebody beating them? Well, I just gave him the Ruther stink. Right. Be- well, thank you for that, by the way. I gave him the Ruther stink. Yeah. Every in the last three months, any team that you said was unbeatable has been found dead in an alley with some rapist semen all over them. Do you want to hear another one that I never said on air (laughs) that my brother Greg was texting me about during the championship game? Mm -hmm. I don't remember. He goes, you would not shut up when you were home over Christmas. He goes, no one was beating Bama. You wouldn't shut up about it when we were watching the the semifinal games. No one's touching them. You were ran. He's like, what do you think now, Rug? I said, I was wrong. Plain and simple. And I just did the same thing to the Warriors. Yeah. So uh, R.I.P. Golden State Warriors season. Yeah, R.I.P. Kevin Durant's knees. <laughs> like yeah. The little D-based God, little denty-based God. Yeah. I need an outfit for that. Okay. I don't know what the actual guy looks like, so I have no idea how to tell you what that outfit is. Do you know one be. song he's done? No. If I said to you, name me 10 rappers with the name Little... Yeah, I could probably do it, right? Lil? Lil. Like, I mean. Go. Lil D- B, bass guy. <laughs> one. Okay. Lil Bow Wow. He's still, he's still a Lil, right? Well, he's technically Bow Wow, but I'll take it. Lil Wayne. Three. Lil uh, Flip. There you go. I, I knew you were going to say that. Four. Lil, uh, it, there's a little fucking um, Lil Yachty. Yeah, I was going to say, you got to do Lil Yachty. There's a little... Uh, I can go deep on some of these. There's a little... Uh, what, what's one of the fucking... There's a bunch of dudes with their face tattooed. Little fucking... Little... Maybe I only got five. I'm, not, I'm definitely not getting to ten. Is there a little Xanax? Little Xan? <laughs> yeah, right? right? Yeah, right? Yeah, that's what I was thinking about with fucking his face tattoo. He's a white dude, right? Yeah. Um, can I go deep on one? Yeah. He had a cameo on 112's... R&B hit anywhere, I believe 1998, Little Zane. Little Zane? Is that like a Billy Zane reference? I don't know. Little Zane? We're at eight. Yeah. Come on. We, we get, that's, we have, I think that was seven, but yeah, we're close. I think that's, that's, not, that's not eight. Either way, we're going to need a few more. We're stuck at seven or eight? But, but here's the thing. If I told you, if I was like Little Skip, Little Don, and Little <laughs> Pico, wouldn't you be like, yeah, those are definitely fucking. Little Pip? Right? <laughs> little Don. Little broccoli. <laughs> like little towel. Like fuck, what? Is that a thing? Yeah, it's definitely a little towel. Who starred the Lil though? Wayne? Was it Lil Wayne? I don't know. Was I mean, honestly, did Lil Bow Wow precede Lil Wayne? <laughs> Probably no, around. No, Lil Wayne was first. Okay. He was eleven when he was rapping in the Hot Boys. Okay. <laughs> Guerrilla Warfare. Was that their first album? I don't know. And you know what I mean? I know I I have a 
I mean, you we definitely have some in there, right? Little boozy. Little Uzi? Wait, there's a little, little Uzi. Uzi and there's a little yeah. Uzi? Yeah. Uh I think they're a duo now. Boozy and Uzi. Okay. Little Miller. Little Miller? What else we got in here? I'm, I'm looking at the, the comment section. Little, little how do we forget little little, little John? Yeah. What? Yeah. How did we forget little John? I'm all, I've actually I, I feel I've offended myself for forgetting little John. Yeah. But then when you're on the spot, you happen. Remember when I couldn't name fuck it? I could name like seven Michael Jackson songs. Which, by the way, I had to bring it up. Did you see I did a Michael Jackson tweet? I did not know that the internet was full of psychotic Michael Jackson defenders. No, I didn't see your tweet. Psychotic Michael Jackson defenders. There is an entire army of people that are on Twitter who have a Michael Jackson picture as their bio and justice for M- hashtag justice for MJ as their name. And I blocked all of them. I'm looking at your I'm tweet. A block spree. What'd you tweet? I tweeted. Uh, I'm pulling it up now. Yeah, you can read it. It's probably the. F- oh yeah, this was funny. I did see this. The internet. R. Kelly should have been canceled a long time ago. We knew. We all knew. Also, the internet. Oh my God! Did you see that gymnast doing an amazing routine to Michael Jackson? Yeah, I like that. That's funny. Because he's also a pedophile. Exactly. Right. No. I can't see them anymore because I blocked them all. But you should open that up and just see when when you block somebody, they're not they're still under your thing for other people, right? Yeah. Was it worse than uh, the Aaliyah fans attacking me? Oh, I've never seen anything like it, bro. They were creating fake Instagram accounts. I actually think to mock me. There was one with a penis in my mouth on Instagram. I have a conspiracy theory that you know every like every time you do whatever and somebody gets they're like a Russian bot, like anybody that yeah anybody that criticizes anybody in fucking that says anything liberal the liberals just go like you're a russian bot now we obviously have destonian who's a russian bot but um i truly think that the michael jackson estate has like an army of people i don't know if they're bots or not because everybody's reply was like sort of disjointed English and all basically said the same thing, which is like the 2009 fucking case was thrown out and blah, 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 FBI. And blah. I was like, oh my God, you're like an army of people. They're all saying the exact same thing in your defense of Michael Jackson. And every time I would just be like, you just need a tall glass of Jesus juice and, rel- and to relax. Well, because you remember Jesus juice was him giving kids wine, wine. And like yeah. Coke cans. Where there's smoke, there's fire, people. Yeah. And there's a lot of smoke. There's been a lot of smoke coming from Neverland Ranch. Yeah, for and it's not just his hair years. on fire from the Pepsi shoot. It's a it's, <laughs> it's actual smoke. It's pedophile smoke. <laughs> a great reference right there. All right, any other NBA stuff you want to uh, talk about? Uh, I wanted to I wanted to talk Kyrie and the struggling Celtics. I don't know what they're doing right now. It was pretty close to halftime, but uh, I've been attacked. I mean. It's not on the level of Michael Jackson fans, but I've been attacked by Kyrie defenders. They're up seven points, by the way. As well. And I want to say a couple things to the Kyrie folks out there, and I want to also clarify some comments for the second time. One, the Celtics are not good right now. No. The Celtics are fifth in the East, and they're not close to fourth in the East. So when I said 
hinted at the idea of are the Celtics better without Kyrie? I don't know what you want me to say at this point. Like, do you, you think they're going to be the one seed? No. Does anybody think they're going to be the one seed at this no, point? Not at all. Second of all, and I got to clarify this for the second time, but I need to I need to say because Kyrie's actually adjusted his game a little bit. So I said, and the, this is the original take that got people upset was I don't want Kyrie as the Knicks' next point guard. Uh, there was talk of him coming to the Knicks, and now there's the resurgence of the Knicks talk. I was listening to Bill Simmons today saying like, oh, now as a Celtics fan, even though he gave you the assurance that he was not leaving in the offseason, like, do you start to wonder, is he going to change his mind the way they're playing? Now, the reason I don't want Kyrie as the next as the next Knicks point guard. And the reason that I think the Celtics aren't as good with Kyrie right now is because I want, and the NBA wants, the current NBA sort of demands it, your starting point guard has to average more than five assists a game. Look at what James Harden's doing. The idea that you can't be a scorer and a facilitator facilitator is ridiculous. Look at LeBron James' whole career. James Harden's averaging 50 and 10. And Kyrie doesn't can't average seven seven assists while scoring 25 points. So here's the thing. Kyrie has, has adjusted his game recently and is actually trying to facilitate more and has had some big assist games. But here's the thing. Kyrie isn't a point guard. Kyrie should not be a point guard. And Kyrie should stop trying to act like he is a point guard. Kyrie needs to accept for the betterment of his team and himself. You're a scorer. You're a, you're a, you have insane handle. Yes, can you facilitate occasionally when you go to the basket and guys go? Yes, but you're not a point guard. And people go, oh, Steph. Steph is not a point guard. Steph is a point guard because he starts in the backcourt with Clay Thompson, and Clay Thompson is clearly not a point guard. So somehow Steph gets called the point guard. Neither of those guys are the point guard of that team. They honestly don't really run a point guard situation there. Kyrie is not a point guard, and 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 Kyrie is a fantastic player. And I actually really, really, really like Kyrie's game. I think he's great. He's his finishing ability is unmatched. He's a lights out shooter. He just needs to not be a point guard. I don't know why he demands to be a point guard. Just don't be a point guard. Cause now you're forcing yourself to facilitate more, and it's not really working either. What he should do is actually facilitate less. He should focus on just being Mr. Fucking Scorer. 30 points a game. Let somebody else be the point guard. Yeah. If Kyrie wanted to come to the Knicks and be the starting shooting guard, come on down. But he doesn't. There's something about the modern NBA and the the Jason Kidd and the Steve Nash and the LeBron and the Harden and the, the Russ and the Steph where for him to like be the man, he feels like he has to be the one. You don't have to be the one. In fact, don't be the one. You're not a one. You 
only average more than four to half five assists a game when you force yourself to. Now, see, you're a fucking freak scorer. Be a freak scorer. We talked about Lonzo Ball a few minutes ago. See, there's a team. This is the example where Lonzo Ball plays good. If you have a bona fide scorer like Kyrie, right? A guy like Lonzo Ball can average 12, 13 assists a game. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, again, the, the point guard position has changed recently. And, you know, if Kyrie was on the Rockets, I'm sure Mike D'Antoni would find a way. Can I hop in the comment section sure. here on YouTube? Because you're, you're getting some pushback right now from one of our Russian dirtballs. He's in Russia. He's claiming Prano doesn't watch the Celtics or just blatantly wants to mock them, mock him for whatever reason. Okay. I watch the Celtics regularly. And go to, like, you can pull it up right now. Pull up Kyrie's assists per game. Yeah, th- that's an argument I'm totally agreeing with you and, on this. And, and, and here's the thing. I've watched the Celtics recently, again, where Kyrie is going out of his way to facilitate. And sometimes he has 11, 12, 13 assists a game, and they still lose because it's awkward. It's awkward. You're not a fucking one. You're not. You're not a one. Yeah, I agree with you. He's never been a one. But and, he's insisted on being a one. And not to and mention... And honestly, I think part of him demanding to be out of Cleveland is because LeBron was the truly the one on that team. Sure. LeBron was the point guard. And we have to always bring it back to this. They didn't win when he was the point guard, the guy. They didn't win in Cleveland until LeBron showed up. He goes to the Celtics... They go to Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals. They go all that way without Kyrie. Now they're having a worse year with Kyrie. Guys, where there's smoke, there's fire again. And you can say what you want. Kyrie's a great player, but is the team better? You really have to ask yourself that. And again, Kyrie isn't a guy that I would want off of my team. But he's certainly not a guy I want on my team showing up and being the one. And he's averaging 5.6 assists a game, I yeah. see in the comments section. And he has 12 right now. He ha- he's having a big assist game. End of the third, he's having he has 12. And it's 87-83. Let's see what happens. Now, here's the other thing. You can criticize me watching you know, parts of three Celtics games a week. Okay? And say, I don't watch the Celtics enough. Bill Simmons for sure watches the Celtics enough. And here's Bill Simmons' criticism of Kyrie. He should be doing more scoring. He should be, he should be taking over games. Okay. Well, if that's what you want, then you don't want Kyrie to be your point guard. Okay. We, we have a correction. Thank you, Jordan. He's saying he's, he has 6.4 assists a game. Okay. This by by the way, his career high ever. Yeah. I agree with you though. He's not a point guard. He's an amazing like scorer. Like I said, put him on the Rockets. I'm sure Mike D'Antoni would find a way to make him the point guard and make him the MVP. But last year they were the one seed and they got to the NBA finals without Kyrie. Yeah. You can say anything you want about But that's what's about telling. Kyrie Irving. But 
Gordon Hayward's back and and Kyrie's back, and they're the five seed, and they're not going to be the four seed right now. They're three games out of the four spot. That's what's telling. To me, it all comes back to that. He couldn't even get the Cavs ever to the playoffs until LeBron showed up. Now, when they were on the same team, yeah, it worked out great. They won a title. But again, they're not winning with him playing. Some guys just aren't team players. Again, look, Kyrie is fantastic. My big thing is Kyrie's just not a one. He's just not a one. And the the problem with the Celtics right now is he insists on being the one. Yeah. Not only does he insist on being the one, but now he's like criticizing the guys on his team. I saw this, yeah. For them not playing in a championship and they don't know. Bro, I mean, get the fuck out. That's like Matthew Dellavedova saying it. Honestly, what were you before what were you before and after LeBron James? It's like Timothy Mozgov. Timothy Mozgov being like, these guys don't know what it's like to play championship. They've never been where I've been in NBA Finals playing Warriors. You go down low. You battle with Warriors like Zaza Pachulia and all these guys. These guys don't know. Come on my back. Come with me. I show you what championship basketball is like. I mean, you were fucking on LeBron's team. That's what you were. And guess what? LeBron's fucking got there without you last year. It's like fucking Richard Jefferson. I agree, man. I agree with you. And 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 you can't argue that. No matter what you say, these are the facts. Kyrie did not do anything until LeBron showed up. Then again, they worked out well together. They were they were a great tandem. They win a title. Because LeBron was the one. Yeah, exactly. They win a title. Last year, they get the number one seed without Kyrie. They make it all the way to game seven of the Eastern Conference Finals without Kyrie. He loses to the team that he left. And he wasn't there. End of story. And he was getting a nose job. He's not a team player, guys. He's just not. But guess what? I don't even give a fuck about that. I want him to be more selfish. I want him to be... A uh, guy, I I almost want a little bit of Kobe from him. Give him the ball, let him do his fucking thing. Like I said, he's he's next level Jamal Crawford. Yeah, Jamal Crawford was always a six man, but Jamal Crawford for much of his career, much like Lou Williams now, Lou Williams could be the starting shooting guard on the fucking Clippers. They're not playing him as a starting shooting guard because they're like, they're, we're playing Avery Bradley and he's the defense and we're doing this offense defense with the first team. We're doing this offense defense with the second team. We're putting Lou Will, Patrick Beverly. Look, Jamal Crawford's whole career. And this is not, by the way, this is not me dissing Kyrie Irving. I'm a fucking Jamal Crawford fanboy. Jamal Crawford could score anytime he wanted in the league. Be that guy. Just be a two, man. I'm trying to help you, Kyrie. Just be the two. Just be the two. Well, let's move. And, and by the way, if he wants to be the two, then he can come play on my Knicks. Then we're happy to have him. Let's move on to some non-NBA talk. Can we do that? Sure. Before we do that, Prano, how's that Beancraft treating you? Oof. I know you love you some coffee. You know, you've been uh, you've been pretty anti-coffee. Your, your whole life. 
And I got to say, Andy, when I get up in the morning, this is not a joke. When I get up in the morning and I go to the cabinet and I have really, really, really good coffee, my day gets better before I even brew it. I'm like, oh, yeah. I have coffee right now from a place called Onyx Coffee Lab. Sticky Fingers Coffee Lab. It's Arkansas. Sticky Fingers Coffee I, I believe it's from Little Rock, Arkansas. It's definitely somewhere in Arkansas. But I ordered it on Beancraft because I heard it's just the single best coffee roaster. Like, that, it's the LeBron of coffee roasters. So I ordered a sample pack. Four different coffees came from Onyx. And I just get up every morning and I have a bonanza, a light roast, a medium roast, a dark roast. I have an espresso machine now so I can do the espresso roast. It's fantastic. I reached out to Beancraft because I love their company and I got to read some stuff because these are all really good reasons to order from Beancraft. I was like, what? I got to be able to tell these people some something more than it's just great coffee with no delivery fee. So here's what I got. It's fresher than the shit you're currently drinking. Fact, I got coffee the other day. It was roasted the day before it arrived. You're supporting two small businesses, the roaster and Beancraft, versus ordering from Starbucks. Ew, gross. Uh, so some of the smaller roasters like that seem small, Stumptown, Intella, these are the same companies that own K-Cups. Does Jeffrey Ross have a coffee? He's a great roaster. Yeah. Blue Bottle is the same company that owns Purina Dog Food. Nestle owns Purina Dog Food and Blue Bottle. I don't know. I don't know if you know, but Blue Bottle is like supposed to be like the. There's a Blue Bottle in Abikini. It's supposed to be like the fucking fancy coffee place, but it's really not. You can't find coffee for less than this anywhere. Literally, coffee costs you less than a dollar a cup if you roast it. If you Use their coffee, you order their coffee, and you make it at home every day. It's less than a dollar a cup. Don't spend $4 at Starbucks. Don't spend five fifty like I spent at a fancy coffee shop here in L.A. Do today. it at home. Do it at home. Get yourself. By the way, they have coffee from everywhere. So try some coffee from L.A. Try Augie's Coffee, which is out in Riverside. I just ordered coffee from Arkansas. Uh, Beancraft.com forward slash dirty. Just if you love coffee, Ruth is just going, I don't care at all. But if you love coffee, go to <laughs> beancraft.com forward slash coffee. We've, we've, we've had a lot of uh, products on here from Harry's Razors to Flagnet and stuff we support. I was like, I need to get Beancraft a part of the show because I love coffee and I know dirt balls who you know are showing me their dirty coffee mugs on Twitter every morning. They love coffee too. If you love coffee, Go to beancraft.com forward slash coffee and just browse their collections. Check it out, Dirtballs. Beancraft.com forward slash dirty. Okay. I want to talk about this Jalen Hurts transfer. Okay. Because I don't get it. Am I missing something? Okay. What don't you get? This is the analysis that I have. And again, I'm like you. I don't follow college football you know, extremely closely, but this is this is what I get, Prano. The Big Twelve is a high-scoring passing conference, mm-hmm. correct? Insanely high-scoring games. Yep. Oklahoma has had two recent quarterbacks 
who put up a lot of passing yards. Right. Now, obviously, Kyler Murray could run the ball pretty well, too. Right. But, and so could Baker Mayfield. And so could Baker, but a lot of passing yards. Yep. The number one knock on Jalen Hurts is that he can't pass the ball. Right. But he got benched in that championship game two years ago against Georgia because he couldn't pass the damn ball. So he's transferring to a school that likes to throw the ball 40 times a game. Am I missing something here? Um, well, I guess he believes he can throw the ball 40 times a game and be successful. And, well, I, here, look, I don't know anything about college football, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take I'm going to take a guess at some things. Uh, Oklahoma is going to throw the ball regardless, and they're going to do it against shitty defenses. It ain't the SEC, right? He's not going to be playing LSU. He's not going to be playing Auburn. He's not going to be playing whoever else is in the SEC that's fucking good. He's going to be in the Big 12, so it'll be way easier for him to throw the ball. I guess he's betting on himself. He believes that he can throw the ball 40 times a game, and they believe he can throw the ball 40 times a game? Or is it the last two Heisman winners... We're from Oklahoma. Quarterbacks. Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray. But does he think, hey, Lincoln Riley has gotten these guys Heisman trophies. Can he get me a Heisman? But he's got to be having a conversation with them. Like, he has to be going there thinking or having some assurance he's the starter, right? Yeah, he'll be the starter for sure. I mean, I know somebody – I read today somewhere that somebody said that they have a freshman coming in or a a redshirt freshman. Some freshman on their team is – fantastic but he's got to be going there knowing he's or at least saying like it's your job unless you lose it right yeah so that means that Oklahoma thinks he can throw the ball 40 times a game they're not about to start running the option right they're not going to keep up in the big 12 doing that because when he played at Bama when he started at Bama it was basically run first with his offenses and hey we have a good defense right we not just well, we have a great look, defense right Alabama they're like we're the, we have the best everything so just, sure just be you and like and he didn't have to throw the ball that much right but he must feel confident he can and they must feel like it, this is a you know it's an interesting choice that's all I'll say essentially right like this is two people hooking up. They've decided to go raw dog, right? Oh yeah. He's about to put it in. No no condom. When you have a, a week, two weeks or whatever to figure this out, the guy putting it in is assuming she doesn't have anything and she's assuming he doesn't have it. No one's going in, no one the other one's got herpes and just going for it. Can I right? ask you, do you, do you, yeah. you feel what I'm saying? No, I know exactly what you're saying. This is what you're saying. How many times have you gotten this question? I'd be a millionaire. If When's not, the last time you got tested? No, no. After sex. Okay. It's always after you raw dog somebody. I'm talking after. It blows my mind. The amount of girls who'd be like, you don't have anything, do you? We just had unprotected sex. See, I am way, way, way more particular. Like, I'm the one that's like, yo, I don't like, I'm going for a condom unless told otherwise. Like, I don't, I ain't just raw dogging some chick. Just rando. You don't raw dog randos? Not not like and like and also, first of all, if I if you're not trustworthy, I'm not even gonna be, I'm not even asking you because I'm not even gonna believe you. Now I haven't had sex with a whole lot of fucking untrustworthy randos, 
But like when in doubt, I'm just like going for it. And now I've had people, I mean, you know, I think I've told the story on this show about the one time, you know, Turkish girl, there was a fucking uh, miscommunication, language miscommunication. Suddenly I was wrong. I was like, wait, did I just get a Turkish girl pregnant? <laughs> but uh, she related to Enos Cantor. You'll have to go back to the, you'll have to go back in the episodes to hear that story. But um, yeah, like there must, there had to be a conversation, right? There has to be a conversation between them where he obviously knows he's not going there to throw the ball 12 times a game, and they know he's not coming there to throw the ball 12 times a game. So I guess there's some trust on both sides that this guy's going to be able to do it. I mean, 30 times a game is a lot for him. And 40 times a game is not a lot for the Big 12. That's what I'm saying. Right. So they have to have worked this out. Somebody has to have been like, should we wear some protection? It's like, no, I'm good. You sure? When's the last time we got tested? Like, just the other day. Well, okay, let's do it. But again, I know nothing about college football, but I assume that that's got to be the conversation. I think he's going there going like, yeah, I could be Kyler Murray. I just, just fucking Saban wouldn't let me. It'll be interesting. Now, their former quarterback you just mentioned, Kyler Murray, dropped a bomb this week. He's declared for the NFL draft. Now, I got to say about this, a lot of people, the the initial reaction was like, he's leveraging the the athletics. Well, no, he's not. Because if there's anything that anybody knows about the Oakland Athletics, they're not turning around and giving him a $40 million signing bonus to keep him from going to football. They're the athletics. As far as teams not spending money goes, they made a fucking Brad Pitt movie about it. <laughs> like They're not spending money. They're not giving him $100 million to not play football. They're like, bro, we don't give a fuck. We already gave you $4.5 million. If you leave... He's got to give it back. You got to give it back. We'll go fucking spend it on the next Kevin Euclid. You know what I mean? They don't give a shit. He is not leveraging them. If he's leveraging them to the tune of a million or two more dollars, or three more dollars, maybe... Yeah. Okay. But I don't think that's his strategy. I think he's declared for the NFL draft. If he's a first, a high first round draft pick, I think he's going to play football. It's a risky move. I think it's a very risky move for his body, more specifically his brain, and also honestly his his wallet. Like it's a risky move because you go into the NFL and you're a bust, and it doesn't work out, they cut you, you're just going to get your signing bonus. But also, maybe it's just a lack of confidence in, in his baseball. Like Maybe he's like, baseball's tough. You go to the minors, they give you fucking $1,100 a month, and then I still got to kill it to even make it to the big leagues. Otherwise, I just get my, you know, let's say I leverage them for $9 million. I just get my $9 million, as opposed to if I go to football. I can't imagine... His plan is to try to do both in this day and age. Um, but who knows? I'd love to see that. I think you cannot you can't do that at the quarterback position. Right. It was a lot different with Dion and Bo Sander or, or Bo uh Jackson, Jackson yeah. and uh Brian Jordan. <laughs> Who's Bo Sanders? Yeah. <laughs> he's he's truly the greatest athlete of all time. <laughs> Who the fuck is Bo? Did I just combine Dion yeah. and Bo Jackson? Yeah. Bo Sanders. He played, he played offense and defense and baseball. 
But uh, I think he's. I think he just. I think he's he just wants to, be, to play. He just wants to play football. I think he wants to be the quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals with Cliff Kingsbury. Oh man, he'll get a signing bonus in the NFL that's bigger than the signing bonus he got in baseball. Sure, but that's potentially his only money. Major deal. Yeah, you know, with you know, like I don't watch a ton of college football. I did what? Here's what I'll say about Kyler Murray. I watched him at the end of this year, and I didn't really watch a whole lot of Baker Mayfield at the end of. Uh, I I I didn't watch a whole lot of Baker Mayfield in college, but I did watch his last few games as well. Like you see the highlights and stuff, but then you see him in the playoffs and whatever. When I watched Baker Mayfield against Georgia last year, I was like, you know what? He does have NFL potential. When I watched Kyler Murray, I was like, that dude is motherfucking fast. That was the takeaway. I wasn't like, holy shit, like, you know what? This dude's a signed baseball player. He should really rethink that. This this guy is going to be a fucking NFL superstar. I didn't think Baker Mayfield was going to be a superstar either, but I only watched three games. But when I watched him, I was like, you know what? He's better than I thought he'd be. And when I watched Kyler Murray, I wasn't like, oh, this guy's legit. I was like, the dude flies, but he's 5'9". I know, which to me means, bro, you're a good slot wide receiver. You ain't a, you ain't a quarterback. And I know these guys want to play their position. You're a slot wide well, receiver. He's, he's certainly not going to the NFL to play re- He's not going to the NFL if he doesn't think he's becoming somebody's franchise quarterback. You tell me the last quarterback that was 5'9". I don't know that there's been one in... Flutie? Yeah. Look, the NFL is changing. I mean, they talk about Drew Brees and Russell Wilson being so short. I mean, they just hired Cliff Kingsbury to be the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals after... How many wins did he have at Texas Tech? I think he went 25-30. and 30. People are going... To the college style offense. Okay? They're going for it. Now, do I think that that's a smart move? Well, you got uh you got Andy Reid who's been running a screen offense in the NFL for 20 years. Drew Brees, Tom Brady. Those are three of the last four. I wouldn't call McVay's offense a college offense, but I wouldn't call it you know, an old fashioned West Coast offense either. Yeah. So one of four is doing something that's like Breaking the box, breaking the mold, you know. Um, I'm not sure that the that the strategy of I can go and be successful in the NFL at five nine because the NFL is going to turn into the Big Twelve is a smart decision. But guess what else? He, I mean, how old is he? He could he could technically go and flame out in the NFL and go back to baseball. Like he could go play baseball at 24 if he wants. So here's my advice for Kyler Murray: Do whatever the fuck you want, man. Yeah, that's I was gonna be, that, that was gonna be my take. If you want to play football, go play football. Yeah, do, do whatever you want. Do whatever makes you happy. Um, but at five nine in the NFL, I guess best case scenario, he does get to be some team's franchise quarterback, and he does get a second contract, and he does get a boatload of money, and he probably dies at forty with CTE after shooting himself and his girlfriend with a shotgun, like. Let's be honest, right? Like, <laughs> fucking, 
Junior Seau didn't have the option to go play baseball, bro. Just go play baseball. <laughs> but do whatever you want. But go play baseball. But do whatever you want. But definitely baseball. <laughs> From everything I've seen, though, he's not going to be a first-round quarterback. From all the you know the draft analysis, all those guys. Now, those guys are idiots. We know that. Right. The Todd McShays, the Mel Kuyper Jr. No one thought Baker Mayfield was going to be the number one overall pick last year. Exactly. No so, one. So those guys are idiots. So it is, you know, an early stage of that. But shit, man. Again, we're, we're not talking short. Like, that's why I brought up Breeze and Russell Wilson. They're always said, oh, they're short. What are those guys? 5'11? Yeah. I think Breeze is six foot, right? I mean, we're talking five. Guys, I'm 5'9. Yeah. I'm a shade above 5'9. Yeah. Can you imagine me playing quarterback? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> How long would I last before being carted off the, the field? The last time a guy your size and was white playing quarterback in the NFL, your mustache would have been a totally reasonable thing to have because yeah. you would have worn it to the field with a bowler on your head. True. You'd have been like, here we are. I'm going to go out there and run the option there. For the, the the quadruple option. First I'll figure to this guy, then I'll figure to this guy, then I'll figure to that guy. Then I might run it myself. Who can say? Lots of options. Options everywhere. Good day, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Would you like a hot buttered popcorn? That's when people wore suits yeah. to games. You imagine that? You, Wearing a three piece suit and and running the four person option. More options than I got suit pots. I got a shirt. I got a jacket. I've got a vest. I've got pants. I've got the full back, the half back. I've got all kinds of backs out here. Then I might just throw it out there to the wing back. Ooh, the wing back. Loves to run that wing back. The ball's also round. I want to see a 30 for 30 on when people stopped wearing suits to sports events and women in nice dresses. Yeah. Like, where did we Throw go? a pass? You mean throw a pass at a woman? I'll throw a pass at that fine-looking lady right there in the first row. What's a forward pass now, you say? No. Extra, extra. Read all about it. Newt's invented the forward pass. Where did we go from guys wearing suits to games? Last time a guy was 5'9 in the NFL, if your first name started with K, it might still be pronounced Newt. That's how old, that's how old it's been since somebody's 5'9. It's, yeah. it's been a minute. It's definitely been a minute. What else we What else we got here on the run? What do we got there? See, oh, all the sports news. We got to talk about Antonio Brown before we get into uh, the games. Yeah, your boy. He's a disaster. <laughs> your boy off the reservation, Bruh. You reading his tweets today? Somebody should take his phone. <laughs> yeah, he's going at everybody. Everybody. He's just machine gun. <laughs> Guy needs to slow down. He, yeah, he's pissing off a lot of people. He went at Emmanuel Sanders. He went at Arians, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I hate to say it, but like, there's only 32 teams in the NFL. He's not going to be a Steeler. He's not going to be a Buck. He's not going to be a Bronco. He took out 10% of the NFL today. 9% of the NFL today. He takes out 16. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So he's mad at Sanders for what? Because Sanders has been guest, uh, he's been like not guest hosting, yeah. guest commentating. Yeah, he's been an analyst on shows on the NFL Network. And he wasn't even trashing him. He was no, just like saying the deal. Yeah, you you gotta you gotta take that phone away. See, this is where this is where 
this is what I don't get about these athletes. This is where you have a, you have your posse, your entourage. Someone's got to be phone handler. But I mean, it, it's it's sort of a catch twenty two, right? You're not in a guy's entourage. Like you're not just like I'm a hanger on. If you're like a super smart guy, right? That's why Ballers is just horseshit. Like the Rock's character on Ballers, just that person doesn't exist. He's like smart and he's like helping these guys. Like the the posse is always the guys like, yeah, definitely treat that. Aaron's is a motherfucker, and he's like, <laughs> you're right, I should. Yeah, go at Emmanuel, AB. Fuck that guy. Well, fuck you. You don't want to play for the Broncos anyway. Motherfucking snows out there. He's like, you're right. A lot of good strip clubs in Tampa, but fuck Bruce Arians. He's like, you're right. Fuck Bruce. They're like, stop. They're passing a fat blunt around. Yeah. Deciding what he's going to tweet. And now he's like retweeting. If you look at his Twitter, I have his Twitter right in front of me. He's retweeting. Like he's re- he now he's retweeting black Twitter. He's like, bro, what? Do, you know what I'm saying? Like, like he's he's, re- he's not he's not long for retweeting black sports online. A headline about him. I mean, he retweeted this. Antonio guy. Brown tweeting at Bruce Arians and Emmanuel Sanders, potentially ruining his chances of playing for nine percent of NFL teams. And it's just Wednesday. Black Sports Online headline. Speaking of, yo, Robert, you gonna respond to my DM, bro? You said you would come on Dirty Sports. Robert Latow. Yeah, I got your name right. Respond to the DM, fam. I DM'd you this it's week. It's not Robert Little. That's what he wanted to tell us, yeah. right? It's Latell. It's Latell. Yeah. Latell. Latell? Latell. Like pal, Latell. Okay. That's how he said it. Got it. Robert, I DM'd you, bro, from Dirty Sports. We, You know, we exchanged some very pleasant DMs a few weeks ago. You ghosted me now, bro? Yeah. What's the headline going to be? <laughs> BSO. <laughs> Podcaster responds on podcast about my lack of response to his DMs about entering his show. Declined to interview due to the fact that he pronounced my name wrong. <laughs> Parentheses. It's Letal, not Little. <laughs> video. <laughs> I watched his videos, though. I like him. I like him. He's good, dude. So he's good. He's good people. And he was a good sport. So, Robert, all jokes aside, we got to bring you on. Now, Now Joe's going to be leaving. Yeah. Oh, can he co-host while I'm gone? <laughs> great. We have our Black Sports Online replacement of yeah. Tug. Yeah, that'd be great. It'd be great if you had him on, and then when you went through the rundown, you just read super long descriptions as headlines of each of the stories you want to cover, and then that's it. You guys don't talk about it. You just move on. <laughs> You're like, Kyler Murray declares for NFL draft after deciding $4.5 million from athletics isn't enough and hopefully is going to be a first-round draft pick. Well, I guess we covered that. Anyway, on to Antonio Brown. <laughs> Dude, let, let, me, let me go over some of these people he's retweeting. He retweeted a guy tonight whose profile's in Arabic. Like, this is what right. we're doing. Yeah. I mean, he's retweeting just fanboys. Like, some, like, this guy wrote, hardest and realest player in the game. We'll always appreciate you and never forget what you've done for the team and fans. Hashtag, hold on. Hashtag call God. Hashtag C-U-E-U-P-U with a bunch of emojis. C-U-E-U-P-U. I don't know what that, I, I have no idea what it means. Antonio Brown's lost his goddamn mind.
lost his goddamn mind. So where did, let's let's uh, where's he going? Let's do this. Let's do where do you think he'll go? Where should he? Where go? should he go? He should go to a team where a coach can, who can handle him. Okay. I don't know if he wants to be handled, right? But he won't. And who does that mean as a coach? And there's there's a money factor here, right? Yeah. I think he's going to end up on the Eagles. Here's my here's my top three. I think he's going to either be an Eagle, a Jet. Oh, he has Jet written all over him. Jet written all Dude, over. he has Jet written all he's gonna over. He's going to be an Eagle. He's going to be a Jet. Or he's going to be a Dolphin because the Dolphins are always just like randomly in the mix for fucking wild card people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I, He'd be great in Miami. Eagle, Dolphin, Jet. Where he should go. Green Bay. I don't think they can afford him, though. Yeah, I don't think they can afford him. I mean, the Browns? Chicago? The Browns, like... He's the big play guy. Landry's the whatever guy. He the big fuck you to the Steelers. I like him in Chicago too, just because they don't have fucking receivers. Yeah, yeah. He's not. He doesn't want. He doesn't want to be anywhere near Chicago. He's. He's not it. Like he would. Mitch Trubisky would fucking go back to college. He'd be like, "Nice mustache. What the fuck is wrong with you? Throw me the ball." He'd be like, I don't want to do this anymore. Why is this guy yelling at me? Can we just go back to running the option? I don't think we need him. These dudes in Twitter, man. They they can't ignore shit. I've always said now now am I wrong in saying this? I could be wrong because I don't I don't know. I've always said if I had that much money. It's two factors. If I was that successful in my career and I had that much money, I wouldn't give a shit about the social media stuff. I wouldn't. But he he's not even – he's actually using – like he's not replying to tweets and shit. He's using the social media – he's using Twitter to reply to people who are like actually talking about him, which is just cra- even crazier to me. It's like, yo, why don't you – like ESPN will have you on, bro. They will definitely have you on. If you called up ESPN and you're like, I want to do fucking... That's what I'm saying. They'll have him on. Well, he's got an interview coming up. That's what Does he, keeps, he? Yeah, that's what he keeps pushing. Is it on Joe Rogan with Kanye West? <laughs> <laughs> he keeps saying, you'll hear about everything in the interview. You'll hear about it in the interview. But he, hasn't he been promoting this interview for like two weeks? Yeah, I don't know what's going on. It's on a new app. What if it's on Black Sports Online? Yeah. They and just, I don't really even have to listen to it, right? Because I'll, I'll get everything I need to know from the headline. <laughs> I have a feeling like all these guys, it's like he's like, it's on a new app. It's a startup. You got to download Tidal if you want it. I'm like, fuck, I don't want Tidal. I didn't download Tidal for the Kanye album. I'm not downloading Tidal, Tidal. for the fucking. What's going on with Tidal? Uh, everybody, basically, everybody bailed. So they were saying like the sound quality was like better. I actually did download Tidal for the fucking Kanye album, and I gave it a month, and like one of the Jay Z albums, and I gave it a month, and then I got rid of it. But like. Now Kanye shits all over fucking Apple Music. Jay Z shit is and all Spotify. over Spotify. Yeah, and and Spotify. Some of their older shit, I think, isn't like I think some of Jay Z's older shit isn't on some. So he's still all like the Kanye shits on Spotify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
All right, let's get to the games. Before we do that, Joe, I am very excited. I need another beer. You do I need that. To relax. You do that. I'm going to discuss what I have going on this week. I am going to Las Vegas for a bachelor party Saturday, Sunday. I'll be back Monday. What I'm really excited about, I'm going to see the Golden Knights. I'm going to see the Las Vegas Golden Knights. I've heard amazing things. They say it's like any other NHL experience. So I'm going to go for the bachelor party. I'm stoked about that. And guess where I'm getting my tickets? SeatGeek! Guys, I hopped on SeatGeek. I've never been to the T-Mobile Arena, which is the arena in Las Vegas. It was great. I got to see exactly where I'm sitting. And then while I was on SeatGeek, not only was I looking at tickets for the Golden Knights, they're actually playing the Pittsburgh Penguins that night, I was also looking at all the amazing concerts they have. Obviously, live shows, Cirque du Soleil. Are you going... With the bachelor party? I think maybe just a couple of us are going. Okay. And you got all your tickets on Seek? Of course. That's fantastic. Bro. Just making bachelor party hockey games happen. Love it. And like I said, I told all my buddies, I said, guys, if there's anything else we want to see, it's a one-stop shop app. You can get everything. Dirtball's best of all, you you get $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. So just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code DIRTY today. That's promo code DIRTY for $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. And I want to add one thing. Let's say you get down to Vegas, Andy, and you decide, you know what? You're not going to this hockey game. You want to go to the strip club instead. You can sell Tickets on SeatGeek. And I feel like that's an important thing to remind people is I had tickets to something recently. My my plans changed. Obviously, now I'm going to Pittsburgh with Eddie Ift. I sold my tickets on SeatGeek. It's awesome. If you're, for example, if you're a Rams fan and uh, a team's coming to town, yeah. you can sell your tickets. You know, sure. sell your tickets to Cowboys fans. You can sell your tickets on SeatGeek too, which I love. Guys, like I said, it's a one-stop shop. You can do it all. Okay. Prano, you can't swear. So take a deep breath. Crack open another beer. AFC, NFC Championship Weekend. I will be in Las Vegas. I will be at the casino. I'm staying at the Win. I'll be at the Win Sportsbook. So in case you want to throw down any bets, send me a text message. Let's get to the games. Never seen it this close. I could be wrong, but in my recent memory, I've never seen the lines this close. Not only are the spreads about dead, like like the same, like dead on, the over-under. So just real quick, I'll go over both of them real yeah, quick. let's do it all. The Rams are three and a half point dog at the Saints with 57 over-under. Mm-hmm. The Patriots are three point dog at the Chiefs. With a 56-point over-under. What time are the games? They're both on Sunday. Which is first and what time are the games? All right. We'll start with the Rams game. The Rams will Technically, be... it's the Saints game, but sure. Okay. The Rams-Saints game right. will be at 3.05... The NFC Championship game. 3.05 Eastern Standard Time. The Rams are a three-and-a-half-point okay, dog. Okay, so noon here. Noon. Okay. You can sleep in a little. Yeah, you get, I like a noon start. That's fun. Get a little it's, breakfast. It's not ten. It's not one. It's I like that. Yeah, that's good. I'll be waking up from a little edible hangover. I'll probably get up ten thirty 
Make some coffee. A little bean craft coffee. Be rolling right in. Noon, that's good. That's a good start time. Okay, you want to hear my thoughts? Yeah. These are my initial thoughts. I want to take the Saints because of the very these various reasons. One, they're at home. It's pretty obvious, guys. They're at home. They're the three-and-a-half-point favorite. Drew Brees, I believe, has never lost a home playoff game. Okay. I could be wrong on that, but I believe that is a stat. He's never lost a home playoff game. Also, Drew Brees versus Jared Goff. Right. I'm going to take the record-setting top six all-time yep. quarterback. Jared Goff, I still worry about. He did what he had to do last week. They, he only threw the ball 28 times. They didn't push it last week. Sean Payton, I give him an advantage. Purely experience. He's won a Super Bowl. He's been there before. I love Again, I love Sean McVay. Experience. So all those facets make me want to take the Saints. The basic things that we all know. But you're a Rams fan. But I'm also a Rams fan. I think the Rams' defense, while statistically it might not be better... They have potential for turnovers. You have the. Indomit- You've been pretty critical of this Rams defense heading into the playoffs. I have, but as I a Rams fan, you haven't picked against them yet. But like theoretically, with your thoughts on defenses in the playoffs, you would think that at this point, yes, that this would. They they got a pretty easy draw. They got a buy. They got the Cowboys smartly. You did not pick the Cowboys despite their defense. Yes, being good. I also know though that guys like. And Dominican Sue and uh, Donald, Aaron Donald. These guys create turnovers. They don't just get big sacks. They do strip sacks. Guys like Akeem Talib get interceptions. Drew Brees is going to be more prone, I think, to turnovers. However, I just, I'll be rooting for the Rams. I'll be watching the game in the Wynn Casino. And it's a three-point game. It's a three-and-a-half point. Three-and-a-half. I think this is Drew Brees' last hurrah. He knows it. He knows how hard it is to get back to the Super Bowl. This is only his second AFC or NFC championship, correct? Uh, yeah, they've only... Well, no. They've played another... Didn't they play in the NFC championship game in... No, I guess, yeah. That would be the Minnesota game that they made it to the Super Bowl. He must have been in the NFC championship. I guess not. I could be wrong. Yeah. But I think he knows the moment. It pains me, but I'm going to have to take the Saints to win. Rams cover. Wow. Play in the middle. Saints win. Rams cover. You think it's a three-point game? I think, think it's, it's a one-point game? I think it's going to be a very close game. The Rams were down big last time they were in New Orleans. I was impressed that they came back, if you remember. I was impressed that they showed the guts to come back. I just think it's one of those games, a play here, a play there. I um, I agree with a lot of what you said. I think that um, when you look at the teams, I like to do defense, quarterback, head coaching, running game, right? So... Those are going to be my my real factors. Now, I'll actually let me start with this, um, and then obviously home field advantage is a factor too. 
Um, I don't give the Saints a coaching edge. I don't. I think Sean McVay is fantastic. I think the, you know, to to be the best, you got to beat the best. I think he's already proven in two seasons that he's fantastic. Um, Sean Payton, genius Sean Payton for all the genius that we've had. Uh, we think, it, I think we might be right. I think this would be their second NFC championship game. So, you know, I, I'm going to say it. I think Sean Payton is overrated. I think he's always been overrated. I think it's a nice, uh, he's got a nice thing going with him and Drew Brees. He always has. I do think he's a great NFL head coach. I think he's one of the top NFL head coaches. But the idea that Sean Payton is some sort of, you know, coaching genius when we've got one Super Bowl appearance and win and one NFC Championship game appearance. He also has multiple, you know, blown playoff uh, scenarios. Um, So I don't give them the edge in that. Defense, I agree with you. I think that the New Orleans Saints defense is better and that while more playmakers on the Rams side, I think it's closer than, you know, we, we like on paper, but the New Orleans defense is definitely better. Running game. I you got as as much as I like Kamara, you, you know, they have Gurley. Uh, and a healthy Gurley, we don't know how healthy he is. Nice match. Ingram and Flipper, like I think that the Saints probably have a better running game, but I'm going to call it a wash. I think it's right? a wash. Right now it's a wash. So it really does come down to that quarterback. Um, it comes down to Drew Brees and Jared Goff. Drew Brees is significantly better than Jared Goff. Drew Brees is one of the all-time greats. I've got him, you know, just outside the top five. Uh, we've got Jared Goff as a medium pizza. Now, <laughs> here, here's the difference. Never gets old. Here's the difference. I think to win the game, Drew Brees has to be a top six quarterback of all time. I agree. Whereas to win the game for the Rams, he can be a medium pizza. I think he can be a medium pizza. I we'd agree there. I have gone back. I wish we had started with the other game, even though it's later in the day, because I know who I'm picking for the later game, and I have gone back and forth and back and forth on this game, literally before it was even set up. Because, as you know, I knew that they were going to be playing in this NFC Championship game. The home field advantage. New Orleans has a great home field advantage there in the Dome, but I'm going to say this. New Orleans doesn't have the home field advantage that they've had in the past where you got into New Orleans. You went into New Orleans, and you're like, we're going to have to score 60 points to win. They've been doing a lot of re- like rehashing. See, this time of year, uh, every day on Twitter, it's like, this is eight years since Bart Scott happened. This is eight years. This is 10 years since the Giants won in Lambeau. This is... You know, there, you always do the anniversaries come playoff time. And they did a Giants one, of Gi- the Giants beating the Packers. And uh, I saw a story, and Justin Tuck replied to it, that they were watching the Saints-Niners game, rooting for the Niners so that they didn't have to go to the Dome, even though they had to play the 15-1 and Packers the next day. They were like... They were looking. They weren't looking past the Packers, but they were they were actively rooting to not go to the dome. I don't think it's that sort of dome situation with the Rams, with the Saints. And honestly, I don't think the Rams would hate to play a 
45-45 game in the Dome. I've gone back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. I'm taking the Rams to win the game. Oh. The Rams showed me something last week, the way they played Dallas. And the Saints showed me something last week, the way they played the Eagles. The Saints showed me that their defense is legit. And that this is not going to be a 40-point game. But the Rams showed me that they're ready to go ahead and run the ball as much as they need to. To me, this is a coin flip. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, Michael Thomas is a factor. He shredded, absolutely shredded Marcus Peters in that first game. It's a win-win. I don't care who wins this game. Uh, but I'm happy for both. I, I I like New Orleans. We think it's going to be a great game. I think it's going to be a great game. I like New Orleans. I like Drew Brees. I love Michael Thomas. I love Kamara. Um, I love the city of New Orleans. Um, I like this Rams team. But I went back and forth, and I'm going my gut for something about that Rams game in the Dome. Plus the way that the, the first game was only a 10-point game. They've already been there this year. Plus, Talib being back. Talib is a huge addition. And I'm just, I'm not, I, I, just keep Michael Thomas to 100 yards receiving instead of 170. And McVay. Well, I'm taking the Rams to win the game. I'm I like to win. I like what you're saying about the run game because I'd agree. I think the ingredients to win that game, the blueprint to win that game, so to speak, they have to run the ball. And Flipper Anderson, C.J. Anderson, that's not a guy you want to tackle. So as a defender, you pull Gurley out, you put this beast. This this is a— I think McVay's going to have something in this game that he's been saving in his bag. What do those guys need to rush? I think to win that game, we need to combine thirty rushes between those two yeah. guys. See, I think I think I think McVeigh's ready to play this game a lot of different ways, and I think Sean Payton is ready to play this game the way he plays every game. I'm I'm giving the coach an advantage. I know it's crazy. I'm giving the coach advantage. By the way, I said it before. I don't hate I that. By the way, I this is a win win. I'm just excited for this football game. Yeah, um, it's it's better that it's in the dome than it's in L.A. Like it's more fun. That it's down there. I'd agree. I love the people of New Orleans. I love everything about it. Like, I have no ill will toward anybody in this game. Can't wait for a good game. And they've played... Something about my gut tells me, like, I think the Rams win this game. And let's not forget, this will actually be the third time they've played each other Yeah, in the last two seasons. We were at yeah. last year's Rams-Saints game, which was another great game. Uh, yeah, I uh, I don't know what it is. I really hope it's a and good I, game. I, I picked Chiefs-Rams to start the season, so that would be fun if that were right. But I also did uh, you, uh, a bracket that you were invited to that you didn't do, and I have Chiefs-Saints in that bracket. So I truly have no rooting interest in this game. I don't know. I I mean, I guess I'm kind, like, I guess I'm kind of rooting for the Saints, but... Come on, we live in L.A. I know, but like, I love New Orleans. What a great place. Archie Manning, the Mannings, you know. Here's my one Ruther prediction. But I'll say this. 
I think I don't know what it is. For some reason, I think the Rams win that game. I think they win it. And people are gonna be like, "Whoa!" Like, you you know what's you know do, what, do you know what I think? You know, I know the only thing holding me back from this, and then I'll let you say it. The only thing that's holding me back from a hundred percent being on the Rams train is the same thing that held me back. I don't know if you remember. I picked Chiefs Rams, and then I was like, "Is it gonna be?" God, like, is it going to be two twenty somethings and Andy Reid? Spoiler alert: I think the Chiefs win the other game. We'll get into that when we get into it. The idea that it's Goff Mahomes in the Super Bowl that that both the youngins win is the only thing that's keeping because I do think Mahomes wins. So that makes me lean towards Saints. I don't know. Something about my gut tells me that the Rams win this game. That's it. I'm going Rams win and cover. Obviously, w- obviously cover because they win. I want to pose this question, and I bet it already. So. What does the NFL want? What does the National Football League want? Well, let's go. Let's do the other game. But, but hold on real quick. Be, I know what you're going to say. Because it, it is interesting to me. You have this L.A. team, the second largest market in the country. The Obviously, they're kind of a joke as far as the opposing team showing up. That's the rap. That's the, you know, Twitter world that just destroys them with jokes do they want to prop up hey football's officially back in la they already made it to a super bowl or is this does the nfl want to see drew Brees ride off into the sunset to another super bowl i think that's an interesting question what do they want I as a the, league i think the nfl wants saints chiefs i think you're right and here's why i think they want the fresh blood of one of these two teams, and of those two teams, I think that uh, they Mahomes. I think they're banking on Mahomes being the next star of the league. Yes. So they want the the uh, Mahomes factor, and uh, and the reason I don't think they want the Rams is because L.A. doesn't give a crud. About oh, 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 he was so close Woo. to swearing. You literally had the SH and shit coming oh, out. That was close. How did you catch yourself? That was pretty amazing. Wow. Not going to lie. <laughs> Not going to lie. That was. Uh... I want to slow-mo that. Can you imagine if you couldn't watch the Super Bowl? L.A. Doesn't care. Doesn't care. People are in L.A. People. Everybody watches the Super Bowl. They're, this isn't the NBA Finals. They don't care about... Nothing gives the Super Bowl a ratings boost. Nothing. Same people are going to watch... The The NFL cares more about the halftime show in regards to ratings than they do what two teams are going to be in there. I think that they probably don't want the Patriots for Patriots fatigue and how much... you know. The, the cheating scandals, all the things that come with it. Belichick doesn't give a great sound bite. I think they want the Chiefs. He's the next superstar of the league. And I think probably the storyline of the Saints. I think they want Saints-Chiefs. Okay. Okay. Now, we can talk about the other game, and then I'd like to rank it for interest factor yes. before matchups. Okay. So, next up, obviously, the Patriots travel... To Kansas City, we're expecting ice cold temperatures. We're talking Walt Ruther Freezer Bowl 1981 type temperatures. 
Or was it 82? I don't know. It was 80. It was 83. Uh, it was 82 because I was born. Okay. I'd just been born. The Patriots are, like I said, a three point underdog. 56 points is the over under. I'll start. I want to, before you start, I want to say something real quick. I think this game is over, and I think the Saints. Rams is under. Anyway, go ahead. I agree with you. By the way, I agree with you. Uh, not not gonna be a whole lot of dancing. Bill Belichick is the goat. Tom Brady is certainly in the top five quarterbacks of all time. A lot of people have him. What wherever you want to place Tom Brady, great. They do have the coach quarterback duo. Maybe they even have the defense duo. But this is a this is to me. Home field advantage and straight up weapons. Everybody wants, like, the idea that the Patriots are doing the nobody believes in us. You're three point underdogs. I think it's going to be a great game. By the way, that is the funniest shit I've ever seen. It's going to be a great game. I've been on the Chiefs. I'm going to stay on the Chiefs. This Chiefs team is the football version of anybody but Mark Jackson, anybody but. Uh, Alex Smith. Alex Smith. They're going to do it. I think if I've never been a big Andy Reid fan, I think the game will be close enough that he actually is put in a position to duff it. Maybe he duffs it anyway, and they still win. I think they win. I think they cover. I think it's a good game, but it's not. It's not a. It's not a blowout, but it's not a. Th- you know, it's not a kick at the at the buzzer. It's a touchdown win. By the Chiefs, a six-point win by the Chiefs. You know, Brady's got a chance. Maybe he doesn't do it. I think the Chiefs win. I think the Chiefs cover. I'm not saying it's the end of the the Patriots dynasty because you can't make the AFC championship game and say that that's the end of anybody's dynasty. I think a lot of teams would be excited about it. I just think this Chiefs team is too talented, and I think they're catching the the Patriots on a year where they're not as talented. Um I, I, am I rooting for them? I guess I'm rooting for them because screw those Patriots. Uh, so I'm rooting for them, and I think they win. I truly do. I think they win, and I think they cover. And I'm sort of, and I sort of think the Chiefs have been disrespected, and I think that they know that. I think they've been disrespected for people like you who have called out their defense. I think they've been disrespected this week by people who think. Oh, every, basically everybody was disrespecting the Patriots last week, and now suddenly with that beatdown of the Chargers, everybody's on board. Hey, man, like Andy w- Reid ain't Vince Lombardi, but he ain't, uh, you know, Anthony Lynn. I want to pick the Chiefs. I do. I want to pick the Chiefs. But Tom Brady, Bill Belichick. You picked against them last week. I know, and I was an idiot. <laughs> On the road doesn't matter to you? Doesn't mean anything to me. Doesn't mean anything to you? Nothing. Tom, Tom Brady's lost his last three. Tom Brady and Bill Belichick have lost their last three road playoff games. Well, that that's a good stat that I should know. Well, so I'm not, by the way, I'm not saying it should matter all that much to you. But I want to say this to you, and I. by the way, I want you to take the Patriots. It's just better for the show if we have both different picks. But uh, 
you know, the idea that like they always get it done. How do you pick against them? Like the majority of the time, they're playing in Boston. They're playing in Foxborough. Kansas City ain't, you know, playing in the Coliseum. It's one of the toughest venues to play. It's going to be cold. I don't think I don't know who that helps or who it doesn't, but I just think the the Chiefs have so many weapons. They have so many. They have so many weapons on offense. They can score in so many that ways. That game was so great earlier this year in Foxborough. I mean, they have the best quarterback, the MVP. They have the best tight end. The best, I mean, what do you call Tyreek Hill? Like, what do you call him? Wide receiver. I mean, he's a receiver, but I'm saying like. He's like, I guess, yeah. Like, Do you know what I'm trying to get at? He's sort of an old school flanker. Yes. He's like he's yes. They, no one said flanker in forever, but he kind of is. He's like a slot guy that they also hand off the ball and he returns it. Like if Rocket Ishmael had actually become a relevant pro, he would have been Tyreek Hill. I want to take the Chiefs. I do. In fact, I don't know, Prano. It's really tough for me to go against the Chiefs because they they busted you up last week. They took your lunch. But and they dumped it on your head. You know what? <laughs> for the show's purpose, I did it because I was like, "Man, that was the easiest." For the show's purpose, and I see the com- the comments. They're debating what you have, Prenostradamus. They're debating what the Ruther term is, and apparently, the winner so far is it's the Ruther Dent. Stango wants to call me. What was King Tut? How did you pronounce? I can't pronounce it. Tutankhamen? Common? Denton Common. <laughs> the curse of Ruther. Denton Common. For the purpose of the show. Well, don't qualify it. Who you think wins this game and what do you think? Come on, man. I think the Chiefs win. I hate to do it. I, I down in my like if you want me to be honest. This is terrible news for me. Now you're putting your stink all over my pick that I've had since the preseason. That's why it's terrible news. I think the Chiefs win for everything you said, and ultimately, when we talk about talent... Three-point three game, do you think they also cover? You're not taking two dogs to... Who did you take? You taking the other one? Did you? See, oh, I you, think the Chiefs win and cover. But... Uh, I felt like I just got stabbed. I don't even care that I don't even I not not only do I think it's hilarious that the Chiefs and the Chiefs fans and all the people in your DMs have just broken you as a man, but they haven't broken. Now me. you've put your stink on my preseason pick. You just ruthered me. This is like uh, this is like an old Ashton Kutcher punked. You got ruthered. <laughs> they haven't broken me. It's it, both these games. They're so tough to pick for me. Yeah, both these games were so tough to pick. And normally I don't make predictions, but for some reason this playoffs, I was just calling all these shots that I was mis. I was just misfiring left and right. So I'm hesitant to call these games. Did we get a pick for you on this Chiefs? I'm, I'm going Chiefs. That's it. Okay. I'm going Chiefs. Chiefs win and cover. Win and cover. You know, I got to say, a lot of times, and now we can transition into 
the storylines and which storyline is the best and which matchup is the best. But a lot of times I do think about that, especially when I'm pre-Nostradamusing my picks. And I did it in the preseason this year. The only thing that makes me think that it's not going to be, well, besides the fact that the New Orleans Saints are the one seed and I dismiss them preseason as, you know, probably not having a great year because Sean Payton will tends to be hot and cold. You're on in your office. I couldn't see preseason. I picked Chiefs, Rams, but I couldn't see Jared Goff being the. I couldn't see medium pizza hoisting the Super Bowl trophy, but I also can't see Andy Reid being a Super Bowl winner. But, but you, but you also couldn't see the Philadelphia Eagles last year. Well, yeah, I mean, it's up. First of all, I I definitely didn't see it when Wentz went down. Yeah, also starting quarterback in Week 15. So yeah, I didn't see that. And then also I rode that look, sometimes you you ride things 100% for the sake of the show and your heart and your soul and I said that it meant there was no god if Philadelphia got a championship and you know, I stand by that. I at this point I am convinced there is no god and that's the last piece of proof I needed. But I'm going against that reasoning and I am saying couldn't see it in the beginning of the year. It's why I, I got spooked off my own pick. But I'm going Rams, Chiefs, and uh, we'll 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 preview the Super Bowl when we get there. All right, there you have it. Now, I'm off the hook, or should we keep going? Do I should I stay clean for the rest of this? Because uh, I'd like to talk about which uh, what's the most. If you had to rank them, what you want to see? The most intriguing matchup. Yeah. I think the most intriguing still is Breeze Brady. Brady. You think that's the most intriguing? Yeah. Because of the legacies that those two guys have had. I'm going I almost think that the most intriguing matchup is the AFC Championship game. I think the most intriguing matchup is like Brady Mahomes, like the true passing of the torch situation. And for a, an NFC stand-in for Tom Brady is Drew Breeze. I'm ranking it Best storylines, most interesting is Saints Chiefs, followed by Saints Pats, followed by Rams. Do you want to hear my, my Chiefs? And I think the least interesting is Rams Pats, even though that's I think Rams a genius battle. As great as that game was, I think Rams Chiefs is the least interesting. I think second most interesting is Mahomes, Breeze, then Goff. Pizza party. Actually, I, I take that back. The least interesting is the last one. Is which one? Goff, Brady. Yeah. that's that just It basically just becomes a coaching. That's The, the storyline is McVay Belichick for two weeks. Yeah. That's it. And like... And some like weird rehashing and some weird rehashing of like the Kurt Warner... Super Bowl where Tom Brady threw for 140 yards. Like when they beat the the greatest show on turf. Kurt Warner's been working on the NFL network and his and his wife's had a flat top for the last 15 years. Like that that is not a factor in the game. Like who's the coach of that team? Mike Martz? Like <laughs> what are we talking about? But they'll do it. They'll do it if that's the matchup. Oh, they'll do it all right. Yeah. I mean I mean either way, we're we're stuck with Great storylines for all four teams. Yeah. That I think is definitely the least interesting. Then I'm going uh 
I'm going. I, I think it would be my uh, my pick. The third third least interesting. It's then they'll just be replaying the game we went to that Monday Night Football game for two weeks. Yeah. Which when you were there, you're like, this would be a great Super Bowl. Yeah. And if they play, if the Chiefs and Rams do play again, it's gonna be another game in the 30s for both teams. Yeah. At least. It'll be a high-scoring game. All right, Prano, that's it. Are we going to go with Denton Common? Is that that pronounce it correctly? Sure. I just I just think of your just as the Ruther Dent. You just you just dented it. Well, I did see in the comments section James Harden scored fifty-eight tonight, and they lost. Wow. Wow. Can you can you pull that up on your phone? I can. I'm also trying to pull up. Well, the Celtics won 117-108. So Harden scored 58 in an L. In a 145-142 loss to the Nets in Houston. Oh, Brooklyn, man. Wow. I want to get the full. Kyrie had 18 assists. And they won. And they won. 18, man. Like, you know, we're going backwards. I like him facilitating more. I just think it's an awkward thing. I just think it's awkward. This is another good one. Crypto rant. Curse of the Billy Dent. Yeah, that's good. Photoshop my face on a Billy goat. Yeah. I mean, was I that bad, though? I did win the regular season. Uh, the, <laughs> the playoffs have been a disaster. What about the curse of the Dentino? Like like the Bambino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dentino just sounds like a bad gum, a bad sugar-free gum. Yeah. Dentino. It's like it's like dentine, but for Italians. <laughs> <laughs> a four out of five dentists recommend dentino. Como se dice dentist. And one quick other update. The ICP concert, because nobody asked, did not happen this week. Yeah. Got canceled. Got canceled. They canceled, or he canceled his entire West Coast, all the shows here, San Francisco area. We're giving you an extension because we, you and me and John, we all looked at it. So the other half of the ICP is due here in early February. February 9th. So we're going to give you an extension to February 9th to go to the same, also at the Whiskey A Go-Go. I mean, I, I got to assume uh. that that's going to be canceled, right? Does one half of the IC? I know we have some jugglos. Does one half of the ICP draw and the other half doesn't? Can't be. That'd be weird. So the other half of ICP will be here February 9th. So and I can even extension on that. And then if if he cancels, bro, you're just gonna have to go to some horrible part of America I agree. where ICP like, draws I agree. people. Well, I people te- people in Los Angeles don't go to Rams games. They're in the NFC Championship game. Like you're you're just gonna have to go to like all the places that I trash. In the Midwest, all the time, we're like quality of life, quality of life. That's why you're selling out ICP concerts. Ruther's on his way, Iowa City, or Sacramento, or Fresno. But no, he he canceled all the West Coast. Yeah, California's out. Right. I'm saying on this one, but like we'll figure it out. I'm giving, I'm extending you till February 9th. If that one gets canceled, then now we're talking about like I don't care if it costs you some money. You're gonna have to travel to see ICP. Well, your brother, I did text your brother, just so you know. He's in for February 9th. <laughs> yeah, well, he, he's in for... Your brother confirmed he's in 
Uh, let me pull up my old text to you because I think I have it in there where they're going to be. Um, they're going to be at... I forget which guy it is. Okay, so he's going to be... The other half of ICP is going to be in L.A., Reno, and Mesa. That's a podunk town. Right. Mesa, Arizona. Yeah. So I do have some options, but he might do what this guy did, cancel all three. Right. Your brother was legitimately pissed, by the way. Like, I texted him, and he's like, I'm so down on this. Yeah. Have you ever seen someone so stoked for an Insane Cloud Bossy concert? No. Well, that's the good news with if the other concert gets canceled and you have to, at least you have somebody to road trip with. Oh. John's in. John will go to Mesa with you. He'll, he'll probably find a way to fly you private because John's a, a sketchy weirdo. He's like, I know a guy. I know a guy. I'll take us. We'll helicopter into Mesa. Unreal. Well, where can the where can the dirtball see you, Joe Prano? So I do have some breaking comedy calendar news um, for anybody who wanted to come and see me in Pittsburgh. Good news, bad news. Good news, I'm still coming to Pittsburgh. Uh, extra good news. Uh, Eddie and I, Eddie Ift and I are doing a two-man show, so it'll just be me for an extended set and then Eddie, so you don't have to deal with anybody else on the bill. Bad news. Uh, Saturday and Sunday are still on. Friday, Thursday and Friday are canceled. Um, they are doing a special event at the club, Thursday and Friday. I can't talk about it. Uh, there's a chance that I will be on the show Thursday or Friday or potentially both, but because uh, I will be there, I'm still going to be there by Thursday. And I, I think we're going to, Eddie and I are both going to go to the club, and there's some discussion about whether or not we will be on the shows. But if you wanted to come to a Pittsburgh show and you want to for sure see me, Saturday or Sunday are the dates. If you can only, if you live in Pittsburgh and you can only come Thursday or Friday, I guess you can take your chances, but I'm telling you, for sure you'll see me Saturday and Sunday, and you know you can play Thursday or Friday by year. I don't know. I don't know if I'll know even before the show starts whether or not I'll be going on. But uh, come Saturday, come Sunday, come see me after. Um, you know I like seeing dirt balls. New York dates will be up on the site soon. It'll be New York after that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then the following weekend. Uh, will be in, in the tri-state area as well. So if you're in the New York metropolitan area, keep your eyes on JoePrano.com. Follow me on Twitter at FixYourLife. I'll be updating with my dates there. Um, Joe Prano Comedy on Facebook where I always put my dates or my manager puts my dates. Um, and Instagram at Joe Prano. So my dates will be on some of those places. I'm really, in, as I listen to you, I'm really enjoying the YouTube comments tonight. Can I read this one? Sure. From uh, Nick Kleckner. This is the final step to Ruther completely turning into Prano over the past four years. Skim down in weight, dress is better, now a mustache, it's final. Ruther is Prano, and Finkel is Einhorn. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Solid reference. Solid reference. Ruther, get your plugs in there, bud. I don't have any plugs, except listen to Dent Report. That's my plug. I've been I've been rocking strong every week. I've got some great episodes, I think, and uh, I got something I'm trying to work on for Vegas this weekend. I want to know because I saw you preview it. Can you just give me? I I don't know if I can listen to the Dent Report, Ruther solo style. Not that these people shouldn't. You guys definitely should. Solo podcasts always creep me out, even when Bill Burr does it. What was your take on the 
Trump uh, fast food bonanza. I, uh, I loved it. You loved it. But my take was this. I, I took politics out of it. Yeah. My take was, if you listen to that report, every one of those players is going to have a, a better memory of the ridiculous situation of eating a Big Mac at the White House than if they had a salmon meal. It's definitely a story. It's a story. So the, 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 the equivalent I used was, and I've told this story before on here, the equivalent was... The, the Mexican grandmother shitting on you. No, no, Basically, no. Basically, that should be the equivalent. No, the equivalent I used <laughs> like, was... You'll tell that forever. You could have gone home with a hot chicken her most of that night, but a Mexican grandmother shit on you, and that will forever be in your in your lore. True, but she ended up shitting on me actually in Las Vegas. She never uh, shot okay. on me that night. But the equivalent was this. When I went to that party that Kevin Love hosted... He had a personal chef there. Right. But he also had catered Taco Bell. And everybody went for the Taco Bell. Yeah. And to me, like, that was the equivalent. Like, nobody cared about this high end chef slicing up meat. It was the fact that multimillionaires were passing around Doritos Locos Tocos tacos. You know what I thought when I saw that is all I thought of was uh, Forrest Gump. When he goes and he has all the Dr. Peppers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think of like some backwoods like offensive lineman on Clemson and be like, went to the White House, had saw he had a quarter pounders, must have had me about 15. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my take, was just that they'll always never forget that. Yeah. I took everything else out of it. You know how everybody wants to politicize everything. I mean, I don't even, the, I, uh, my uh, absurd the, my, like my take on the absurdity of it wasn't even politics. He's just a fucking, he's just a fucking total retard. Honestly, like, who's, you're like, well, I I think I replied to our boy up in uh, Seattle because he was like, these guys probably eat McDonald's all the time. I'm like, yeah, they probably wear sweatpants all the time too. But you're at the White House, like it should be fucking, it should be like, wow, I've never act, I've never had that before until. You know, but I don't think it would be that. That's my point. Well, because it's Trump, but like, but even if it wasn't Trump, if it was Barack Obama, they'd have a nice steak meal. Yeah, those guys get that stuff. Trust me, they're they're, they're Clemson. Well, that was football. the other thing too. Remember Clemson's uh, yeah facility? They ate better. They ate better in their like field house than that, they do. That in, was the worst the meal they've ever eaten at the White House. Yeah. Anyway, follow me at Andy Ruther. You can follow Joe at Joe Prano or at Fix Your Life on Twitter. And drop iTunes reviews. Subscribe. I know you guys hear this shit all the time, but if you haven't done it, left a review or leave a review and subscribe to us on YouTube. And send us screenshots of, uh, you know, SeatGeek, Harry's, Flag and Anthem, Beancraft. Send us in. A, yeah. Are you still sending out koozies? I, dude, I'm still sending out koozies. I got, look, look at that corner right there. I got. About 200 more koozies. Send out some koozies for your coffee mug. Yeah. Anyway, that's the show, guys. Thank you for listening, and thank you for everybody on YouTube. Love all the comments, guys. Love the interaction. Until next Monday, have a great weekend, and most importantly, don't forget, condoms are for pussies.